Hey guys, it's me, Dave, uh, the guy who hosts this week's Heathcliff. Uh, I just have a couple quick bits of housekeeping to do with you uh, before we get into this this week's episode. This episode was actually recorded live about one month ago on March 16th at uh, Countdown Theater. And Countdown is an amazing uh, little pop-up theater that rows around the country doing uh, comedy. Uh, you should check it out. I'll have the link for Countdown in um, in the show notes. And uh, really, do give them a look. They're wonderful. Um, so thank you to them for letting me do this live podcast recording in front of an audience. I think it came out great. My co-host for the episode was my very good friend and cartoonist, Morgan Pielli, who gave a lot of insight into uh, the cartooning process and how Heathcliff fits into it. Morgan's an awesome, incredible cartoonist, and uh, you should check out his work. I'm going to put links to all of his stuff in uh, the show notes as well. He hosts a show called Relationship, a storytelling show, the second Friday of every month at QED in Astoria, Queens. If you happen to be in the area, you should check that out. It's a wonderful show. He has a master's in comics arts. He's one of the few people in the world who can say that. And he draws for The Nib, uh, which is a great uh, comics website, so you should check them out as well. Um, any other in things I should tell you, uh, the president of the United States is bad. The, um, the There's a lot of creeping dread in case you come across this as a historical document um, and are uh, unsure about the context for it. Um, and uh, otherwise, just thank you for listening as always. Thanks for sharing it with friends if you are inclined to do so. I'm again inclined to tell you not to rate it on iTunes or any other uh, place you might do that just because doing that sort of encourages the worst aspects of the internet this like false theory that uh, the wisdom of the crowds is the way we're going to uh, democratize information when all it does is like give very very wealthy people like um, analytical data about yourself that they can then turn into ad dollars and this increasingly false proposition that that is actually what we want and what works in terms of advertising. And, and none of it's true, so uh, don't do it. But to those of you who have, um, thank you, <laughs> because the reviews I've seen have been overwhelmingly very kind. Uh, and that's always nice to read. So I'm sort of between um, not encouraging this but also liking when you do it if it's nice if it's not nice especially don't do it okay so um that's our intro uh for the week um and again the what you're about to hear is a little different it's a live episode recorded at new york city's countdown theater in mid-march so i hope you enjoy it and now here it is so hi everyone my name is dave and i'm morgan um thank you all for being here uh and welcome to uh uh this week's heathcliff 
at Countdown at Countdown Theater. Um, Morgan just said Jesus Christ because he can see on uh, the shared screen we have today's Heathcliff. Yeah. Um, which we're going to now describe yeah. to you. Part of the show is we're not going to show you this Heathcliff. No. This is a podcast, so it's an audio medium. So we're going to describe what is taking place in a single-panel cartoon for children. Yeah. So uh, Heathcliff is standing in the lower left corner of the panel. And he's standing um, back straight, arms behind his back, because he is a gentleman about town. Yes. Um, He is in one room. There are two women seated in another room. One of them has white hair. Yeah. One of them has brown hair. I, I believe she is the wife of um, the gentleman. So this is the family that he lives with. It's an older couple. Right. And the brown-haired woman is a frequent guest of theirs. Yeah. They always sit in two blue chairs, these two <laughs> women. Uh, and their hands are always, um, they always appear to be sausages. Yeah. Um, whoever is currently drawing the cartoon does not like drawing hands. He doesn't. He has, he makes some very interesting artistic choices that lead you to believe he is an actual artistic talent, but he gave he up does on not life. like hands. Yeah, <laughs> long ago. <laughs> not a fan of hands, this guy. So, how can I describe, <laughs> let, me, let me describe what the women right, are wearing. Let, let, for, okay, okay, go ahead. Go I was going to say that we, so what Garfield is looking at is. Garfield? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like we should have a penalty for when we do this. I, I suspect this is going to happen quite a bit. In fairness to Morgan, in fairness to Morgan, Heathcliff looks a lot like fucking Garfield. He really does. It's like he took the fucking, like, especially from the back. It, you know how Garfield kind of looks like two tennis balls on top of each other? This is what like Heathcliff looks stripes. like. Yeah, that's what yeah, fucking yeah. Heathcliff looks like. Um... The women are, are seated in the other room, looking into the room that Heathcliff is in, which is in the foreground. They are in the rear ground? Yeah. Uh, that's the word. They are and seated. Uh, one of them is wearing a purple pants uh, skirt suit, yeah. and one is wearing a different purple <laughs> skirt suit that is uh, represented in its differentness by being slightly different tone of color and cross-hatching. Yeah. They're both the wearing white maintained George Gately's... Um, Let's say, like, late 50s, early 60s aesthetic to how women dress. Yeah, there's something actually kind of comforting about uh, the world of Heathcliff. Uh, Everybody lives in a suburban home. Everybody has a cat, and the cat fights with dogs. And it's very invested in its world, but the world it (laughs) describes is is insane. Now, we should say what's insane about this comic. So Heathcliff is standing before an object. The object he is standing before is a bird's cage. This bird's cage is enormous. It is, it is the size... One of these women could comfortably sit inside of this bird cage. It is enormous. And it's hung by this giant C-shaped armature that curves around like... A, it was like a bass clef. Yeah. I don't know music very well. Yeah, like a ba- sure. sort of like, yeah, like a bass clef. Um, supporting... This enormous birdcage with single single bars. Yeah. There's, um, there's a bird within it. We know it's a bird because it's roughly bird-shaped <laughs> and yellowed. Um, but it's not 
it's floating in the birdcage. It's not sitting on anything because I think that would be difficult to draw. Yeah. Uh, so it's just sort of floating there. I'm going gonna, gonna, to, as a master's in comics, <laughs> I'm going to defend <laughs> the artist here and say that a lot of what this artist is doing, and I totally respect this, is the, um, the suggestion of shape, the suggestion sure. of form. So there is the bottom of the bird. It ends very abruptly where the bird would be sitting, and perhaps the feathers would be like overhanging the yeah, bar that it's fair, hanging on. Fair, totally fair. And again, I think that the uh, writer and creator, or not creator, but the current author of Heathcliff. Whose signature looks like it says Gargamel, but I can't really his, tell. His, his last name's Gallagher. Oh, okay. He is the nephew of the guy who created uh, Heathcliff. He is, a like I've said, he's a good artist. There are interesting things here. There's yeah. a lot of use of weird depth of space. There's also... An incredibly strange artistic choice that takes up about half the panel. And the artistic choice is that in all red, all <laughs> caps letters, about an inch and a half high, yeah. and if the panel itself Easily is a like, third of the panel. You know, five inches high, it is a third of the panel. Can I say uh, it? Yep. Peep. That's right. P-E-E-P. Peep. All red, all caps, enormous. There's the bird is the bird cage is in front of it. It's so large. Yeah. It is. It, it exists in its own um, uh, layer within this panel. Right. So clearly, we are meant to believe that the bird is screaming, "Peep." <laughs> Heathcliff is looking at the bird. The bird is responding this by to this by screaming, "Peep." In terror, one, one assumes. One assumes, but there's no exclamation point. Nope. There's no punctuation of any form. <laughs> nope. It's just enormous red block letters. Which brings up the question, is this, is this a special bird? And is this, is this um, a peep of fear or is this a peep of command? Right. Is it commanding respect from this cat in front of it? Fortunately, there's an answer at the bottom there of the panel. There certainly is. There's a caption to the panel. One of the women, uh, Heathcliff's owner woman... Uh, the one with the white hair, is pictured with her mouth agape, (laughs) presumably speaking, (laughs) providing the panel's caption. And this is in quotes at the bottom of the panel, so we know it's being said, I guess. He peeps when he's nervous. Yeah. It's a nervous bird. That's a that's a punchline. He peeps when he's nervous. You guys are supposed to laugh at that? That's the punchline to this comic. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, I didn't laugh when I read this. I was shaken. Um, (laughs) To to his very core. uh, But I believe that the person created who created this wants us to think this is funny. This has the rhythm of a joke. This has the structure of a joke. Mm -hmm. This has the presentation of a joke. But it is not a joke. It simply is. It simply exists there. Yeah, this is like looking at a piece of like of Roy Lichtenstein pop art. This is a panel that feels out of context. Good pull. Thank you. Right. (laughs) But there's a but there's a caption underneath to kind of to put it into some sort of context. But that context doesn't create any sort of a. There's no meaning Meaning to it. There's no knitting of this, except that these women are commenting, I guess, on the fact that they have a terrified bird and a cat. The cat can't get to the bird. No, the cage is far too high because, again, it is fucking enormous. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like part of the part of the goal of this podcast and um, 
I, I did not invest any t- any time in introducing this podcast. At oh all. yeah, we, we just should started. really. That's right. No, this is. I mean, this is the this is the intro. Part of the goal. Yeah, right. Part of the goal of this podcast is to sort of say like Heathcliff's just a bunch of stuff that happened. But is it? But is it? Well, is there a greater meaning? Right. Is there a greater meaning to Heathcliff? Is there a greater meaning to what we're doing? Is is Heathcliff a comment on that? Is a having a podcast about an ultimately meaningless <laughs> act in it of itself meaningless? Quite possibly. We're going to struggle with that a bit, I, I feel, in coming episodes. Um, but for tonight, because we are at a uh, theater. And be- yeah, right? <laughs> theater! And we have a live uh, audience here. Um, and because uh, it's now almost spring, and the uh, the theater has a theme, you uh, can practically hear the spring birds peeping nervously. Peeping in the air. nervously. <laughs> um, we we thought we would talk a bit about spring Heathcliff, and ask you, the audience, can you pull out either a meaningful or meaningless date in spring for yourselves? April twenty eighth. What that year? That came real fast. 1994 is too far back for Go Comics, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. um, it only goes back to 2002, and Heathcliff only really gets weird in the last few years. And, and you know why? It's because Gately uh, uh, died in 2001, yeah. and his nephew took over and after that. His nephew took over. Um, but we can go back to April 28th. 2012, if you like. All right. Let me get I mean, that ready. Morgan Vamp. Yeah. I mean, that's when the world's supposed to have ended anyway. And I was also a number that I'd care not to say. <laughs> Older than 18. Oh, I could definitely drink. I was definitely allowed to. Um, oh, you've got one up already. Yeah, right, this so is April 28th, is uh, 2012. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll tell you Yeah, we're going to describe it again. We'll describe it. Using the same format. Okay, so. There are, this is a tough one. There are, wow. There's a foreground and there's a, and there's a rear yeah. ground again. There's, a, there's, there's, two, there's things happening in the front and things happening in the rear. Yeah. So. There's two mice standing beside a mi- mouse hole. A Again, very- and I want to say, the two mice are standing like this. Yeah. I don't know why that is. There's certain poses that this artist goes back to. It's sort of like shorthand for calm and yeah. thoughtful. Uh, for those of you listening at home, they're standing oh. with their, <laughs> their, their arms, arms behind, behind their, their backs. backs. Their chest, pu- their chest pushed uh, forward. Yep. Well, like, their bellies. Mil- They've got round pear-shaped Almost ba- military bellies. formation, these two mice. They're standing next to oh, a mouse hole. Um, and they're observing something. And what they're observing is in the foreground, and it is Heathcliff drawn in four different poses yes. in, a, in, in a whirling hurricane of action. Now, you're, you're familiar with the fight cloud from cartoons and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So this is, this is a variation on the fight cloud. Instead of it being a simple um, puffy ball with little Saturn rings in various directions. Arms and, stars and legs and whatnot, coming out. Yeah. Um, uh, fists th- balled, whatever. Right. This is, this is almost more disc-shaped. Yep. So it's an interesting take on it. And there is only one combatant yes. represented. And that combatant is our hero, Heathcliff. Yes. Heathcliff is represented in four drawings. In the first one, he is uh, cocking back to, to land a blow. In the second one, his tongue is out. I'm, I'm, wor- I'm working from, Ca- from ca- down and uh, then counterclockwise. In the second one, at uh, three o'clock on the clock, he is, um, his tongue is out, and he's, he's, uh, both of his fists are, 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 are Although I'll in say front of his body. For, for, for the first two, he has one hand in a gun position for yeah. some reason, which yeah. plays not 
not at all into he, this cartoon. He doesn't, anyway. he doesn't have a gun. I, again, I don't think this the cartoon artist likes, hates hands. Yeah, he really doesn't like hands. And the third one, he's on his back as if somebody has just clocked him hard and he's landing. Yeah, feet up in the air. Feet up in the air. Shaped and then, like two pizza slices. In the, fo- in the fourth... <laughs> In the fourth one, it's like he's doing the backstroke. No, it really does look like that, doesn't like, it? Uh, yeah. yeah, he actually is doing the backstroke, and yeah. his tail is coming out where his penis would there, be. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not necessary that's, at all, Morgan. Um, I have to describe what I see, Dave. I, that is my contractual okay, obligation. Okay, that says more about you than it, it does about the Heathcliff I mean, I think, I think that is the point of this podcast, is to that this is a Rorschach our, yeah, test more than is, anything. We are laying a Rorschach before ourselves and you, and we just learned a lot about my good friend Morgan Pielli, who I've known for 20 years. All right, so... Not, not as well as you think. Not as well as I thought. Um, so there are there are stars and little clouds of dust coming out of this thing, this, this fight cloud. And at the bottom, uh, one mouse speaks to the other, and he says, Morgan, would you like to read the caption? Certainly. He says, we're all chasing our tails, honey. <laughs> right? Again, the rhythms of a joke, <laughs> yeah. as if a joke has occurred, and it's almost profound. It's yeah. almost meaningful. It has, it has the air of profundity without the actual meaning or intent or, again, context of any sort of profundity. I like that word. I, lo- I love it. I, I think it's real. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's probably. I'm going to believe that I, I didn't make it up. Um, yeah, so this is... This is uh, that is a thing that happened. This again, this is a thing that occurred. Why? Why did why did somebody paid money for this? Not that I think it's bad, but just how did he do that? I'm in awe of his ability to get paid to do this thing. And he has he has job security. So the interesting thing about comics, and by interesting I mean within the context of comics, is that the the newspaper comics medium is not dying. It's dead. It's gone. You and I, and I don't say that lightly. I, the last time I talked to editors who um, hired cartoonists. This was back in uh, 2007, and they said that that year they had brought in one new cartoonist to fill a slot nationally. And yeah, five years before that, they'd be like 20 or 30. Yeah. So all these cartoonists that are currently in the paper, they can never be taken out of the paper because that's the one thing the elderly write in letters to complain about. (laughs) So any cartoon that got in before like 2007 is grandfathered in for life. This guy never has to work again. He might also have dreams, music or otherwise, and he will never get a chance to pursue them. Heathcliff is kind of a weighted anchor around all who touch it. Almost an albatross. Whoa. That reference that makes a, no sense to anyone who had wasn't here earlier. To stuff that happened before the mics got turned yeah, on. Yeah, to the previous hey, show. Uh, speaking of uh, the running of this theater, Kelly, how much time have we got? 47 minutes. Eight, minutes. Oh, Eight right. minutes. We could do another. Would you guys like us to do yeah. one more? Yeah. All right. Throw out another right. date. Let's uh, throw, yeah, throw us another date. Anytime, anytime. April 22nd, 2016. April 22nd, 2016. Vamp, yeah. Morgan, vamp. Oh, God. Um, so I used to intern at the Museum of Comics and Cartoon Art, which used to be next to the Babies R Us, which is now going out of business in Union Square. And when I was there, I was talking with a guy uh, who had run a charity where one of the pieces of art they're auctioning off was an original Garfield. I have a lot of Garfield-related shit in my head. And he was... I can't stop talking about him. So the thing that the guy was telling me was that when he got the original art from Jim Davis, um, 
someone who worked at Pause Inc., which is Jim Davis's company that he created immediately after creating Garfield, because he never intended to be anything more than marketing. That is also true. He was inducted into the Marketing Hall of Fame and has never been inducted into the Cartoonist Hall of Fame. When he got the original piece of wait, art... Wait, wait, There's a Cartoonist Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. It's, That's amazing. Yeah. Where is it? I don't know. That's a great question. We should go. Uh, people I know are probably in it and people I don't like. That's not true. Um, <laughs> you know how, like, anytime someone's successful, is successful and they're a friend of yours, a part of you dies, even though you oh, want sure. to be happy yeah, for them? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's happened to me a lot. I'm mostly dead inside. So when he got this artwork, the person from Paws Inc. was like, you should make sure that's actually an original Jim Davis and that's not one of his, like, many, many sweatshop artists. And he's like, no, no, it's signed in the back. Yeah, you should make sure that that's an actual Jim Davis and an actual Jim Davis signature. So um, my point is, is that Jim Davis has a really good racket going. He's got, yeah, he's a machine. He, he is that, absolutely he, a machine. He, I read somewhere that um, Jim Davis spends about 10 hours uh, a week on Garfield, drawing Garfield and or handing off drawing duties for Garfield yeah. to his team, and then spends about 70 hours a week marketing Garfield. There's a Garfield p- pizza cafe in Kuala Lumpur. That's true, there is. That is true, there is. <laughs> Field trip, right, guys? Yeah. All right, so... Uh, back to, our, back our to Heathcliff, our, our man. Our last panel of the evening. Guys. Oh, wow. This one, tough. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Heathcliff. Let's, let's, I'm going to start by saying, yeah, so the panel is uh, bisected laterally. Mm-hmm. Um, by the curvature of the earth. By the curvature of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> the artist... Oh, when the artist wants to get precise and accurate about something, it may not be anatomy, but it will be our planet. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, I heard from the back, uh, that's the horizon. Yes, it is the horizon, but it's curved. Yeah. It's curved like the I mean, Earth's curve. I mean, the Earth, in fairness, the, the actual horizon's curved, too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... We might, you, I don't know if there are any flat Earthers you here, don't, but you're... You don't, you don't view the curvature of the Earth normally when you look at the horizon. No, you have it's to be usually, from a great height. Yes. Which implies that this panel we takes not, place several thousand though, miles we're up. not. That, this is a very interesting artistic choice. So, there, behind Heathcliff who is seated in the center of the panel uh, below the bisection of uh, the, uh, the, the Earth's Mother curve. Earth, yeah. um, there are two buildings. There's, there's, uh, they are, they're supposed to be suburban chimneyed buildings, but they're so stark. Yeah, they are, they are uh, colored in um, brutalist gray. Yeah. So they, in, including like, the windows that yeah, the are windows. Uh, indicated as being in them. Those are also brutalist gray. And the brick gray. chimneys are also <laughs> brutalist gray. Brutalist gray. Um, I would argue certainly the, the finest gray that we've ever, <laughs> yes. as a society, have mixed. And in front of that is uh, an orange uh, picket fence. Yep. Um, uh, with uh, there's shrubs, low lying shrubs yeah. in front of it, and three, two three shrubs. And that yep. is the Nancy rule. Yeah. Um, this is a term in cartooning that may or may not be accurate. Um, that's anytime you want to show something that implies like a bunch of something, the bare minimum you need to show is three. Yeah. Okay. So, and you'll see that in old Nancy cartoons. Would yeah. be like three rocks. Oh, uh, there must be a lot of rocks here. It must. Uh, uh, there, are, there are only two clouds overhead. So and, it's, it's and, not too cloudy. Oh my God! I just realized something. If you look at the two clouds, Morgan, look at the two clouds. <laughs> oh, shit, I just they're a mirror image of each other. <laughs> wow. There's one on the left and one on the right. They're and copy it pasted. Is, it's just a, a flip. He just took Photoshop. Also, they both look like butts. They both look like butts. Like they they do. Yeah. But he just took Photoshop and flipped a cloud. That's all he did. Yeah. And I, I love that he did that. Yeah. 
Now, in front of the aforementioned, it adds, it adds a certain sinister quality. It to the does panel. because now there's a, this like sort of looming. They're, they're like eyes looming over yeah. Heathcliff, glowering down upon him. Um, over to the left, in front of the aforementioned picket fence. Oh, are, I also want to point out that okay. the sky is the saddest blue I've ever seen. It is. It is. It is not like a bright blue. I hadn't noticed that, yeah. but now that you call it sad blue, it really is sad, sad blue. blue. Yeah. I mean, it's blue blue. It's yeah. No, it. Because, like, if yeah. you look at the sky on a I like that everyone's empathizing with this cartoon. We have, we have gotten to the point where we're anthropomorphizing a panel. And yeah. Guys, that makes me so happy. If you look at the sky on a beautiful, clear day, it's this crisp blue. It's this blue that is, like, present. And this is a very flat This is like when you've blue. worn the same pair of jeans for, like, like, a couple of months. And you realize, oh, I should probably wash these. And then, like, you run your finger on them. And you're like, it's a little bit chalky and harder than you remember the friction being. You're like, oh. And you look down, and it's that shade of blue. Again, learning a lot about you today, Morgan. Well, these, these were blue at one point. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So, anyway, in front of that picket fence are uh, two young men. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. They're boys. <laughs> they're, yeah, I mean that's technically accurate. They they do have they do have some sort of um, uh, syphilitic giganticism occurring <laughs> with their heads. And they are they are they ballooned, but also outwards primarily. One of the things I really appreciate about Heathcliff's the, the children uh, the the one on the left lives with Heathcliff. He's part of the family. It's weird because the elderly are raising Heathcliff. Like, yeah, did he live with his grandparents? Did I something guess he horrible happened to his something parents. Something terrible has happened, but because um, we never see his parents that I that I recall. But th- this kid has a head that is much larger than any adult head. Yeah, that's it is easily the size of his entire upper body. Something in Heathcliff when these. Creatures grow from childhood to adulthood, <laughs> shrinks their heads. Um, and now, and that is a technique that cartoonists use for when they're doing like cartoon strips. You make mm-hmm. the head bigger because then you know that's the emotive part. But right. This is a single panel. You right. don't need to do that. There no. is no purpose achieved by doing that here. Um, so these uh, these these sort of snowman-looking kids, because they've got huge heads and then fat little bodies, um, are standing and they're observing Heathcliff again. Heathcliff's center, dead center in the panel, uh, look is like just sort of looking off into the middle distance, which mm. is towards us. His eyes are in that sort of like closed position, which yeah. implies they're technically open, but they're, like, really, 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 really narrow. Yeah, like, sort of, like, just before you fall asleep. And, like, mm. one of the kids, um, the kid who does not live with Heathcliff, but who... The one that's wearing the propeller beanie that is wearing a propeller still beanie. in vogue to this very day. Yes. Like I said, fi- like, uh, like, you know, fi- 50s all the way with Heathcliff. Yeah. The kid's wearing a propeller beanie, uh, a, 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 a even sadder blue shirt, <laughs> and then some kind of dark pants. He, the kid who lives with Heathcliff is wearing a baseball cap. And like a Calvin and Hobbes-style red striped shirt. Yep. With like a, like a, almost like a letter jacket, because yep. again, a uh, pulse on the finger of the youth. Exactly. This is, this is what this guy thinks kids are doing yeah. these days. Wearing propeller beanies and staring at a cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the one who lives... With Heathcliff. The one who lives. The one who lives with Heathcliff. Uh, provides the caption for this uh, panel, saying to his friend, quote, he needs lots of personal space. I know, it's, it's zen-like. 
Why, Almost. Why? 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 why <laughs> did he say that? Why? Why would you? Why would you presumably follow a cat <laughs> to a park, watch it sit down, look at it, and then go check this out? He needs a lot of space. Because yeah. that's what these kids are doing with their fucking Saturday, apparently. Just fucking going around, following the cat, watching the cat be fucking boring as fuck. And I can only assume that they know the minimum amount of space that they can give the cat. So they are right at the perimeter of that. <laughs> space. So this is something they've clearly done before. They've <laughs> tested the boundaries out. of how close they can get oh, to the cat. The cat got up cat. and walked away. Yeah. We're too this close. Is this okay, is, this is it. This is it. This is it. Mark it, Todd. <laughs> Put down one of those golf ball things. <laughs> so, um... That's this week's Heathcliff, guys. We are out of time. Thank you so Thank much you for so joining much for us on here. this journey of discovery. Um, my name, my name is Dave. This is my very good friend Morgan, who um, uh, it was so kind to be my first guest. I am on this, honored to be on this. Uh, when you told me this thing. idea, I went like this. <laughs> And I clapped my hands together like some sort of a high-pitched walrus. I was very excited. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can find this podcast on Anchor.fm if you search this week's Heathcliff. Or you can find it on um, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you would like to download it, rate it, review it, I would very much appreciate it. If you have any <laughs> feedback, you can also just find me after the show and be like, don't do this. <laughs> I will. Can, can I plug my... Uh, yeah, please show? plug away, um, Morgan. I do. I co-host a uh, storytelling and live therapy show uh, every month, second Friday of the month at QED called Relationship. You can find that on Facebook. And I have been several times to Relationship. It is an amazing show um, filled with strange catharsis and well, just wonderful storytellers. And Morgan, you're a great storyteller, so I really do recommend checking it out. You can bother us after the show. We'll probably get a beer or something and uh, we'll, we'll tell you all about in too much detail about what we're doing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you to Countdown for letting us do this. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelly. And good night. Woo!